All right, welcome to another episode of Gen and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I've got a tumbler full of Hendrix and a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Uh, gang, before we get crack-a-lacking, uh, thank you. Uh, as I sit here and I look on my dashboard, uh, I'm starting to get some uh, listen to. So for all of you who are bored shitless and don't have a life and you're listening to my stupid ass speak, uh, thanks a lot, honestly and truly. Uh, forward this shit to your friends. I'm trying to grow an audience here. I'm actually starting to really, really enjoy this. Just sitting here talking shit in my house. Yay. I do this anyway, right? And I always kind of half joke. I just have a penchant for intelligent conversation. <laughs> so I just sit here and I talk to myself. So I'm like, hey, I might as well fucking record it. So here we go. So gang, I've been wanting to do this topic anyway. And today it was just pure dink at work. And yeah, I know I bitch about work a lot. But these three ladies, I don't love these three ladies. I absolutely love these three ladies. So I'm not talking shit. It's just kind of a funny coincidence. And I don't remember how we got on the topic, probably because I'm so fucking outspoken. But I remember one of them made a comment about my non-belief and we were kind of hemming and humming around that. And I added in, you know, I'm actually a former Christian, like as in big time, as in read the Bible three times, as in tap people on the shoulders to win. So, And I still remember all three of them. I mean, you could have said three, two, one, and they all did the same thing. And I got the, oh, now, if you don't know what the, oh, means, some of you are smiling because you know what it means. It's because sometimes when a Christian, you know, hears that you're a former, pretty much a fundamentalist, and now you're an atheist, that O means they have figured out why you're an atheist, right? And it's usually, I, I get it. You're you're mad at God. It's like, okay, look at the time. Hey, I got to go. <laughs> so I just didn't want to fucking have that conversation. Not today. I figured I'd save it for y'all. Today's topic. Uh, it's kind of my road from hardcore believer to not so much, right? Uh, I've told y'all before, I'm in my late 40s. I'm a black dude from the South, right? Uh, my, for, for us, I think I've mentioned this before, there wasn't even any mention of atheist or atheism when I was going to church. Not, not like how I see today. Being a Christian wasn't even a fucking option. Here are your two choices growing up. You're either going to be a Christian or you're going to be a Christian. Well, what's your choice? I mean, it wasn't even talked about, right? And as far as going to church, I was not the Easter Sunday, Christmas morning type. We'll go to church during, you know, funerals and uh, weddings. No, I, I was fucking there all the time, Jack. And again, as far as going to church, here are your options. You can either go now or you can go right fucking now. No, okay, I'll take right fucking now. Because <laughs> the, op- the other option wasn't pretty. There, there was no, I went from first grade to 12th grade, true story, with only two absences. The first one was to bury Mamal. The second one, actually, no, no, because we left late to bury Big Mama. So I've only missed one day of school in my entire life. That includes going to college. I never skipped class. So missing shit was just never programmed in me, right? Same thing with going to church. 
It was quite literally, you know what time it was. And if your parents weren't taking you because they were going to sleep in a little bit, but you, your monkey ass had to be in Sunday school, Jack. So the joy bus, I still remember what it was fucking called. I think my color was the blue bus. I don't know why I remember that shit. But so again, it wasn't an option. And I remember I told, you know, and I was half Baptist, half Catholic. Some of y'all are like, how the fuck did that work out? My dad's side of the family was Baptist. My mom's side was the Catholic. Whoever you were staying with, that's the church service you went to, right? So we kind of got, I don't even know to say the best, but we kind of got the best of both worlds, right? And that's a lot of guilt to shove into one kid, by the way, for those of you that are familiar with kind of the tenets of being a Baptist and being a fucking Catholic. Now there's a bug on my wall. Boy, this is the bad part about Texas. It's 5,000 degrees outside. We're not even in summer yet. I'm sweating like a runaway slave and the bugs are looking for a cooler place. So my house, I got to kill this thing. But let me tell you something about the dude. I, you know what? We're going to bless this episode because I just hit it with the Big Lebowski reference. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm. Gin and truth. Let's go. I've always been an insanely curious personality. If you ask me a question that I don't understand, my best advice to you is you you are ask you a question. If you tell me something that I don't understand, my best advice to you, you need to cancel lunch. Because I'm going to bombard you with 700 trillion fucking questions until either you break or I finally understand. I've been like that my entire fucking life. And as I look back at my childhood, I can only imagine what my parents said behind my back. And I, I can see one of them walking into the bedroom and it's like, okay, if you don't do something with your son, I swear to God, I'm going to kill that little. Is it too late to put his ass up for adoption at 10 years? I, I, oh, I was always asking questions. And I think as a form of self-defense, okay, hold on. This bug is bothering me. It, it's got to go. It's got to go. There. No more bug. No more bug. Okay, we are back. After I just killed insect, uh, committed insect homicide. But probably more out of a form of self-defense. My parents got me this series of books called Salted Peanuts. Did, do y'all remember Salted Peanuts? Salted Peanuts was like two to 300 pages, if that much, of just non-sequitur, probably not even that much. It was just page after page of non-sequitur facts. And it worked on me. It kept my mouth quiet because I just sit there and read. And by non-sequitur facts, I mean one sentence would be, hold on. Ah, one sentence would be, excuse me, the hummingbird is the only bird that can flap its wings both forwards and backwards. The next sentence would be, the baseball has 108 stitches. And so it was fucking fantastic because I've never had a brain that knew anything but 100 miles an hour. And so I was always curious. I was always asking questions. And so it just that that's just who I am. I'm just curious by nature. And almost a funny part of the story. So here I am, that old asshole we're talking about his high school football days, right? We, we were known for in our, because in, we weren't big at all. Just so you know, times have changed. When I went to state for the first time, the two offensive guards, Jody Alvey and Rocky Rodriguez, I'll never forget them. 
Jody was 145 pounds. Rocky Rodriguez was 165. Okay, today's kickers are 20 pounds heavier than that, just for a reference, okay? So we had to be fast, and we were kind of known as fire ants. When you step in a pile of fire ants, before you can even think about pulling your foot out or your hand out, you are surrounded by 5,000 fire ants, and they are in a bad fucking mood. That's the way we played. And that's the way we played because that's the way we practice. Our practices were known for their incredibly fast pace. That's why we could practice for 90 minutes and get more done than most teams could in three hours. And here I am almost 50 years old, and I still remember it. And as I sit here and say it, I'm doing the fucking hand movements. Weak Eagle Rock. I'll never forget it. Weak Eagle Rock cover 60. Weak Eagle Rock, for those of you who know what a stunt is, a stunt is what happens on the front line. A blitz is what happens from like linebackers, safeties, and corner people like that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I was a nine technique, which means I was on the defensive line. Weak Eagle Rock was basically the nine technique, me, and the five technique, the defensive tackle, we would switch places at the snap of the ball. Stunt. But it only happened under certain circumstances, and I can't remember what the circumstance was. And Coach Rutledge installed it, and we want to do it. We bow, 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 bow. And my monkey ass raised my hand. Well, you do this. Okay, run it. My monkey ass, I raised my Guys, this happened all practice long. And I, and I wasn't being an asshole. I just didn't understand. And so I still remember, and they still laugh at it. Because at the end of practice, Coach Rutledge was so frustrated that he's, you know, reminding us what makes a rocket a rocket in our fast-paced practice. And we couldn't have it today because one sorry dog. I remember he pointed at me. He was so frustrated. And you know what I did after practice? I went up to him and I was like, Coach, I still don't understand. <laughs> right? Well, guess what? I eventually understood and I fucking, I'm sure I bowled. I made all state all three years. So, I mean, I didn't suck, right? But that's my point. I've always been curious. And if you say something that doesn't make sense, I'm going to bombard you with questions. Not to be annoying, it's because I want to know. And the thing that I never understood, that curiosity was encouraged, believe it or not. It was frustrating. It was annoying for most, but it was encouraged until I stepped into the church. I was always made to turn it off in the church. Now, me and my older sibling, I'm pretty sure we hold the distinction at MacArthur Park for being the only people to ever be kicked out of a Sunday school class. Not during a sermon, during Sunday school. Berkey's offense was praying. And Berkey just couldn't understand. Right? It's like, okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So you say it's time to pray. We, you tell us to clasp our hands, bow our heads. And we talk out loud. Okay. But what if someone's form of prayer is to do a dance, to light a fire, to make a image of their God out of a stone? And it, they just, they could not answer it in a satisfactory fashion. Berkey got kicked out, right? On a totally separate day, my big thing was Noah's Ark. And I still remember the Noah's Ark story. 
And even as a kid, I didn't have words for it. But the first thing that struck me was, because just in case y'all don't know, y'all don't know, why the fuck would you? I've choked unconscious. Well, the first time, no. The second time, my parents found me. Y'all remember those fucking Brock's candies? What asshole made those? So if you don't know what that is, remember the size of like a shooter marble, if they even make marbles anymore? Just imagine that thing is pure sugar. You unwrap it, you suck on it until it's gone, right? Those things were just big enough to sit on top of a child's esophagus, right? I, I remember the first time I sucked that thing down and I literally, I felt it, bam, just sit on top of my esophagus. Nothing is worse, gang, than reaching for an involuntary action and it doesn't work. It is the most panicked feeling ever. Now, my dad was my size when he was my age. So we both have these fucking hooves. We don't even have hands. And he just pelted the shit out of me between my shoulder blades until that thing came flying 20 feet across the room. So I knew what it felt like to basically drown. So I just didn't understand. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So God is basically doing to the entire planet what the Brock's candy did to me. Okay, if that's the case, because what are the, all the depictions in the ch children's Bible and the the Bible Bible stories for children? It's all it's it's uh the giraffe, the elephant. They're smiling in the boat. You know, apparently Noah was a white dude who looked like fucking Michael Bolton. And I'm like, what? Okay, why is everyone smiling when everyone around them is drowning? The entire world is dying minus eight people. That just it didn't make sense. It's like, well, why are they smiling? Well, that's what God wanted. But that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what God wanted. People are dying. Animals are dying. I know what this feels like. I didn't have the words for it back then, but that's what's going on in my mind. Why are they smiling when everything around them is suffering? So that was my first question. The second one was, what did Noah do with all that poop? And I did use the word poo. And at first, you, you can't ask about excrement in Sunday school. So they told me that was inappropriate. It's like, okay, I hear you when you say it's inappropriate, but I still want to know, right? It, I, I, at that point, I think I'd been to like to the San Antonio Zoo, which is kind of sizable, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, so you have all these animals, lions, tigers, bears, monkeys, gorillas. You got all these animals and there's two of them. Now, if you remember the Bible story, if I'm not mistaken, that thing was the length of about a football field, right? And so I was like, well, what did they do with the poop? And so finally she answered. Well, Chris, the only people who call me Robert, by the way, people online and people in Austin. My family doesn't even know what my first name is. So I, I go by Chris at home. And so I was like, well, Chris, they threw it overboard. My response was, that still doesn't make any sense. Okay, so let me get this for straight. So they're, they're uh, shovels at best would have been primitive. They, they would have buckled under the weight of all that uh, poop, right? So let me get, this. so let's say the elephants, and I did ask her this, but let's say the elephants are at the back. There's two of them. So after Noah scoops up one pile of poop from one of the animals, elephants, he walks a quarter mile one way, Dumps it overboard because there's only one window. And I do remember asking about the one window. 
You go to one window, you come all the way back. By the time you get all the way back, not only has that elephant pooped, but the twin has pooped, not to mention all the other animals. And I just, it didn't make sense no matter how many excuses she threw in my direction. Do you know what she told me? She told me, if you keep this up, not only will you never see your family ever again, you're going to go to hell and be tortured forever. I was in Sunday school, y'all. I was a kid, right? And so that was kind of my first moment of, okay, something's not making sense. But that being said, I was still Christian than a motherfucker. All right, you know what? For a little curious fucker like myself asking a logical ass question that an adult could, we're going to hit it with a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Gin and truth and logic. Let's go. So that was kind of my first moment of, okay, this shit isn't making a lot of sense, right? And then I remember getting to high school. Now, as much as I love my head coach to this day, Coach Rutledge, there's no question he broke the law. I went to a public high school. We prayed before, during, and after every fucking game at every fucking practice. I think I mentioned in another episode, we had this, it was called classroom. We were just as mental as we were physical. And classroom was pretty much a church service. And I still remember he'd always tell us the Apostle Paul was an athlete. And so we'd always pull these quotes from Paul and, no, my brother, I'm not all that I should be. He used to call it the formula of success and all this other The lessons were actually valuable. I'll never sell, tell you that the Bible is 66 books of all rubbish. There's some good shit in there if you know what you're looking for. I'll never deny that. But that shit wasn't allowed. And as much as I participated, because you're supposed to, there was always something in the back of my mind. It was like, well, Coach Rutledge is pulling from the Bible, but what if someone doesn't want to? We always said the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy... And I always held the next guy's hand and the guy to the other side of me. I always bowed my head. But there was always kind of something that was like, what if someone else's Lord's Prayer isn't my Lord's Prayer? Now, keep in mind, I never once thought for two seconds, hey, fuck it, I'm going to be an atheist. No, it was just like, there was always someone like, well, why... Again, what if someone else's form of prayer is different? What if someone's God looks just a little bit different? But you, there was no fucking way I would have ever spoken up. Not back then, right? Again, not being a Christian made about as much sense as going home and beating your mother's face in with a baseball bat. You never even had that thought of hurting your mother. So you And you literally, it was not an option, gang. Not being a Christian was not an option. Now, I did, went to college, and that's when I had my first dose of, wait, why, 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 why? There's an option. <laughs> There's an option. And I remember kind of my first moment was uh, one I think I mentioned in another episode, uh, Shower Power, when before a game, I'd probably say three-quarters of the football team would go and pray to God. Now, even during that time, it 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 bothered me. There was something on my shoulder. It's like, okay, wait a minute. 
We're going to get in here and we're going to pray for a victory. I always, myself, I always pray for health. I, I, I never prayed for victory a single time. I always prayed for health. For me, my classmate, uh, my teammates, and the guys on the field. Because I've been on the field when it's happened. Gang, there is nothing worse. And I don't care. It, it could be the Saints versus the Falcons, the Longhorn versus the Sooner. You hate each other. But when the game stops for 20 to 30 minutes because someone broke their neck, nothing. You don't want to play anymore. You literally don't want to. If you think I'm bullshitting, go the next football game because it's going to happen again. Watch how uh, much the game slows down. You have zero desire to play football when someone is carted off on the neck board. So I always prayed for health. I never prayed for victory. But it bothered me that my teammates did. It really did. Because I was like, okay, right now, right fucking now, an altar boy is being raped for the 12th time by Father McFeely. That kid isn't praying. He's begging God to stop. And you know what's going to happen? Not a fucking thing. Father McFeely will rape that child yet again. But God was at Memorial Stadium, watch a bunch of testosterone-driven 20-year-olds play football. That always stuck with me. So I always had questions about it, but I was never allowed to ask. Again, my curious nature was encouraged in every single fucking aspect of my life, except when it came to religion. So I was always kind of like, okay. So, but, but I kept going because, again, you didn't have a fucking choice or you didn't think you did. And I still remember and I told this story, and it's one of the f- funnier moments of being a Christian. I got to hear a little bit of this Hendrix for this one. Y'all know what time it is. Hold on. One of my crowning moments at being an atheist, I made Aaron Raw laugh. <laughs> I think I made everyone in that chat room laugh that day. I was on Mama Atheist uh, channel. Love you, Mama. Hope you get a chance to hear this. And I was heavy in FCA. And before I make the whole make you laugh part, and I remember, I remember, what bothered me was at the end of every FCA meeting, we would sit there, we'd hold hands, and we would pray. And I remember one of the times it was about sex. Now, again, you got a room full of Division I college athletes at one of the most recognizable universities on the fucking planet. You didn't have to try hard to have sex with a girl. You just didn't, right? It was pretty easy to do. And I still remember we had this one FCA meeting about, you know, sinning. And we were all beating around the bush. And then I was just kind of stood up. I'm like, okay, what's enough's enough, right? Everyone's sitting here feeling guilty. But you know what we're going to do when this is all said and done with? We're going to fuck some chicks. Let's keep it real, right? How many times are we going to do this and then beg for forgiveness and then go and do it again? What's the fucking point? Right? It's like, why, why are we being shamed for our natural... I said this in the sex episode that I... Why are we being shamed for our natural impulse? It feels good to bust a nut. I don't know about y'all, but I've never been angry coming. But yeah, here we are. We're going to do this next week and the week after that. And it was one of the only times I've really ever spoke up. And definitely the only time I ever got frustrated. Right? But when I made Aaron Raw laugh, so it was one of those moments where we're uh, at the end of the FCA meeting... And he's like, this dude, hey, dear God, I made all Southwest Conference. Yes, I just told my age. 
thank you, uh, dear God. Uh, I just made an A on my algebra test. Thank you, uh, dear God. My sister, you know, survived the surgery. Thank you. Then we get to this dude. Let's just call him John. And John was fucking convicted, y'all. And we were trying not to laugh. And uh, you see, and he's like, dear God, please give me the temptation to resist. Uh, please give me the strength to resist the temptation of masturbation. And he goes into this great fucking detail on how many times he jerks off and how he jerks off and what he jerks off to. And we're laughing. We're trying not to laugh because he is serious, y'all. He is in trouble with his God. And as much as we're laughing, once again, I wanted to ask, but you're not allowed to ask when it comes to religion. When it comes to religion, there's a door that you can't enter. With When it comes to religion, there are questions you can't ask. Or when you do ask, you have to be satisfied with the answer. God, 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 Jesus, Jesus, God, 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 Jesus, John 316, God, Jesus, free will, don't go to hell. That, that's pretty much the answer to every fucking hard question you give a Christian. And I wanted to ask this dude really is like, what's the problem? Just last week, we were talking about fucking. Now you're over here talking about stroking your cock. It, it's like, why are we wasting our time? And I wanted to ask, why is that so bad? And I'm sure y'all have asked. It's the, why did God give us these feelings if we're not supposed to use them? I remember as a child being shamed, right? It's like, well, you can't have sex. Well, why not? Because God doesn't want you to. Why not? Because he made it for marriage. Wait, marriage? Wait, you mean I got to wait? I'm fucking 13 years old. My dick is coming through the fucking skin. Now I'm really about to tell my age. Jet Magazine, Beauty of the Week. Do you know how many ounces of man gravy I liberated to those fucking, uh, I would want to say centerfolds, but it's like these fucking eight-inch pages. Okay, you kids today, you got no idea how lucky you got it. Internet porn, fuck you. Jet, if you were lucky back in my day, Jack, we had to go straight gladiator style. Better homes and gardens, motherfucker. Find an underwear ad and some lotion, right? But it was like, wait, wait, I can't do anything until I'm married? That is fucked up. Why not? Again, God doesn't want you to. Well, have him tell me. I want to go jerk off. And it was just cruel. And you, again, there are questions that you just can't ask. You just can't. I remember, so here we are. I'm in college for that, right? Again, my incredibly brief time, and I do mean brief, gang, Canton is not calling my name anytime soon. I'm not getting a gold jacket. So my uh, brief time in the NFL, that was it Irving Fryer? Wide receiver, right? Was it Irving, I think? I think I'm getting that right. Irving, on top of being an all-pro wide receiver, he was also an ordained minister. Now, again, I didn't. I don't know Irving Fryer. I don't know Irving Fryer. But I was in the locker room with him. That fucker wouldn't know my name or my face from Adam. But he's Irving Fryer. Everyone knows that guy. I'm not going to say he was, quote-unquote, ungodly. But he had a temper a little bit. And I just remember thinking, I'm way calmer than this dude. <laughs> and we worship the same God. What seems to be kind of the separating point. But again, these are questions that you're not allowed to ask. 
And so that that was kind of the whole NFL portion. And again, there there were still it, I can't remember if it was an FCA type of organization, but there was still a hardcore Christian influence even in the NFL. It's like that today. Look at fucking Tim Tebow. And I'm still sitting here and, and I'm thinking, again, in my incredibly brief time, let's just say my weekly paychecks weren't small. But here, guys, who have to, if they had to live off of what I got, they'd fucking jump off of a bridge. they consider themselves poor. And I seriously like, but we would still pray for this bullshit. And I'm like, why? We're working like slaves. Don't get me wrong. Those That paycheck is very well earned. And if you think I'm lying, you try it. You wouldn't last 60 minutes, I promise you. But it's just like, why are we praying for the most ridiculous shit? Yes, you still have problems when you play in the NFL or college football. Yes, but people were just going for the most meaningless shit. And I'm looking at the clock. You know what time it is. We're sitting at the 29-minute mark. Now, next portion of this episode is going to get just a little bit fucking juicier. So I'm going to drain the weasel. Just out of tradition's sake, I'm going to freshen up the gin. I'll be right back. Gin and truth. Let's go.